devil a tag team We keep a black and blue theme But gotta be Shawn Michaels too with Mario Gennetti Two meeting secrets like Hetty But keeps me in the mix like spaghetti Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone Folks want to dead me I knew it wasn't my hood But it was no other way to get home I did want you Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I changed my mind. I'm going to do this in two parts. I want to just strictly focus on um, Forbidden Door for part two. Um, in part one, I'm going to just focus on like everything we've seen before. Um, probably, I'm not going to review much of um, Wednesday and Collision. I'm actually watching Collision as, as I'm recording this. I, I do want to talk about Fight, Fight Forever, though. Give my thoughts on that. But I just want to talk about WWE and focus on WWE on part one. Don't really have too much to say. Uh, money, money in the Bank time is always fun for me because I, I find it to be not on the level of the Royal Rumble. To me, that's my favorite pay-per-view of the year for any... Sh- it's been my favorite pay-per-view since I can remember. Um, and I look forward to it all the time. Um, even if it's, which is most years, it's fucking bad. Um, but it's one of those situations where um, money in bank time can be fun too, just because it's like, you know, it's it's unpredictable. This one's more predictable, at least on the men's side. The women's side, I actually am curious of who they choose to win. But at the same time, with Vince McMahon being back in charge 100% here, it's clear. Like, they don't put much thought into it, though. Like, if you look at the... I think I said this last year. If you look at the history of the, the woman's money in the bank, they tend to let them win it, and then they cash them in so early just to get them out the way. Um, it's just... You can tell there's not much thought to it. Um, but I'm intri- intrigued to see who wins this year. Um, and I know next week, not even on the pay-per-view, next week we have... A tag team championship match, which is Kevin's, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against Deadly, Pretty Deadly, which I, I'm assuming that's gonna, they're going to retain. And then you have Oscar versus Charlotte Flair for the women's championship, which I'm assuming Charlotte's going to win, um, which is unfortunate. But um, I, I am intrigued to see who, who, who they get a briefcase to in this one. I am assuming the reason why they put Logan uh, Paul in the Money in the Bank is so that he can win Money in the Bank. And I just... <clears throat> What I, what I think will be very fascinating is, let me get this out of the way. Of course, I want LA Knight to win. I would love LA Knight to win. I just think you don't. I just think you don't put Logan Paul in that. And I think Logan Paul's only won one match since he's been on his own, which he hasn't had many matches. It's been like four fucking matches. I think Logan Paul's gonna win though, and I could see them giving him a run with that World Heavyweight Championship. Now, do I think that's a wise idea? What goes in the favor of LA Knight is. You literally made up a championship in order to not have a part-time champion. <laughs> so it's one of those situations where that goes against Logan Paul winning, but because he has so much star power and because he is as good as he is in the ring, I can definitely see them uh, doing that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where we're going there. You know, Trish being in the money in the bank, I think Trish... Zoe Starks, Becky Lynch will cancel each other out, you know. Um, so that that I, I just that's why I'm intrigued to see who wins that. But um, we'll get to predictions next week. I'll drop a prediction episode uh, Thursday. Yeah, it'll, it'll be Wednesday or Thursday because um, I'm turning now. I'm gonna really immerse myself in that for, fight forever game. So I, like, just me being honest with you. Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker had a hell of a match, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Rollins retained, um, so that was that, that. I think that was pretty dope. Uh, I'm just hitting bits and pieces here. 
Um, WWE, supposedly, WWE higher-ups are very interested in Hook, which, you know what? I, I wouldn't be... I'm not... I, I, you know what I'm more interested in is if Hook would ever be interested in going to WWE after the way they use his father. I, mean, I know his father ended up getting hurt many years down the road, but they didn't really use him very well. Like, even after his debut, which was a... I remember that was, that was a big coup. That was so fucking big to get Taz. Like, you guys don't... If you... I'm telling you, you don't understand how over Taz was and how unstoppable he was in ECW. That was a real big deal. I remember, and I didn't watch it live. I don't know if ECW was ever live. Um, I think most of the time it was taped. But um, anyways, Jericho was, I think, one of the first people to like take him off his feet with a suplex. Now, I remember that was a big fucking deal. And uh, he choked Jericho out like he choked everyone else out. But it was such a big deal Jericho did that. It was a way that Jericho got helped get over an ECW. But, like, I remember watching the Royal Rumble 2000. I was watching that live. I was at, I think I was at a friend's house. I think I was, some, I was at a friend's house. I know I ordered a pay-per-view myself. It was all somewhere. And before uh, he came out, everyone knew it was Taz. Everyone knew it was Taz. And... I, I, I'm, and that was his one shining moment. I mean, he did wrestle Triple H as the WWF champion, but it was it wasn't the same. Um, it was really weird how they did it. Um, matter of fact, that could be a match of the month candidate only because of the story behind that fucking alone. Um, well, ding, that's an idea there. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I would be surprised if if Hook would have seen that and and would be excited to go there, especially with Vince being in firm control, like. We've now known that, like, even if you were in denial, even if you're the ultimate WWE fan, and, and you have no gripes with them, and you hate when people say negative things about them, etc., 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 it's wildly no. I think it was even Ricochet who said, "Oh yeah, Vince Man's back in creative." In an interview, he just said that this week, uh, and apparently there was major changes to the SmackDown lineup this week thanks to Vince McMahon. Apparently it was a triple threat match that was ever I don't watch advertisements for WWE anymore because most of them don't ever come to fruition. But apparently it was a triple threat match that was scheduled. It was Butch, Santos Escobar, and LA Knight. Well it got changed to San, uh to um LA Knight versus Rey Mysterio, which LA Knight got the win in. And um apparently it was like a lot of frustration from all the changes that Vince that Vince was making. And Vince was also one responsible for Finn Balor attacking Seth Rollins all week long because he wants Finn he wants Finn to come off as a credible challenger for Seth Rollins. Rollins just won that World Heavyweight Championship. He's not losing it anytime soon. You know, I'm not saying that you couldn't put the belt on. I'm all for Finn Balor having a championship. Look here, he is the only Universal Champion to never lose a championship. You know, he never even got his rematch for it. I know you could say he got his rematch against Brock Lesnar later on. That was that wasn't the same fucking thing. Um, but apparently all these things have been Vince's call this, this, this week, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa returned to beat, uh, beat up the Miz. And I think he defeated the Miz. Like a lot, like a lot of these things are Vince McMahon calls. So I would be surprised if Hook, Hook would even be, what's it money wise? Sure. You know, but let's say this hypothetically speaking, let's say if Warner brothers says, fuck it. Cause once again, Warner brothers has doubled down on AEW there. They look the clue of it. Uh, I think the viewership for uh, collisions la- collision last week was eight hundred thousand, which is a great number. Like, uh, let me tell you something: you you have to, if you, even if you're a wrestling fan, you have to get used to wrestling being on Saturday nights now. Like, 
I was out running errands, doing some shit, and legitimately, it's like 7.30, and I was like, I was about to like drive home, I was about to separate the gas station first, and then I realized, holy shit, collision's on tonight, like, I, I, I don't have many Saturday nights off, but like, I was just sitting there like, oh, well, I just didn't think about it, you know what I'm saying, and um, it's one of those things where it, it, you have to get used to it, and I won't be able to watch it every week, that's just reality, I'm not going to be able to watch it in its entirety every week, but that's okay. You know, it just is what it is. Um, but that's that's not bad numbers. But like, let's say if Warner Brothers does give uh, AEW a billion dollars, you can pay a lot of talent with that. You can, you can handle a lot of business with that. So that's that's going to be something in their favor. But I just don't know if Hook will be interested after seeing the way they um, treated his dad. Um, also, for uh, I did get a couple people asking me a question of why are they starting to promote like more like uh, premium live events early, and it sounds like it's because they're just trying to build hype for it, which makes sense. I mean, that's just what business is. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to hype your product and and make it make it uh, say, hey, this is coming up. Don't forget about this. Um, so yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. But um, speaking of AEW news, real quick, Fuego Del Sol has announced that his AEW contract. He'll be officially a uh, what's it called? I'm about to say refugee. That's not the word I'm looking for, though. <laughs> That's not the word I'm looking for. By any stretch of imagination, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Free agent. Uh, July 1st. Mickey James will return to action soon. And LA Knight also did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, who does some really good interviews. He gets some uh, some really good insight from these people. Um, he said that they made him a manager due to his age. Like They were like, well, his age. And I guess like, they were using these meetings with them when they were being called up. And... Um, they said that uh, that yeah, they they immediately said, hey, we don't want him wrestling. Let's put him as a manager. Uh, this let me tell you something. This guy and Mark Henry actually had an interview on Busted Open where he said that um, a lot of times where WWE drops the ball creatively, which we know this, but it just it's he's a Hall of Famer, you know. Um, he and they said uh, he said a lot of times when you when you're over, they feel like they don't have to put the marketing machine behind you. Let me tell you something. I was just having a conversation with my manager about this. A lot of times, it's not about talent. A lot of times, it's truly just fucking about marketing. If you look at a lot of people that are, are millionaires and billionaires, it's about how they marketed themselves. Period. Bottom line. You know, that's, that's usually how it is. So, uh, that's just, that's unfortunate. But anyways, um, there is a, a, a it's, one, it's, it's one of those things where it's interesting because, I mean, hold on one second, guys. I want to hear this reaction for CM Punk in Canada. Mix, um, which makes sense. Um, very interesting. Uh, you could tell he's enjoying being the punk. You could tell punk is enjoying like being completely hated by like the, people. Punk is so polarizing, and punk is like the elite, which makes sense why they don't get along. Both parties are very, very polarizing. There's no middle ground with them. And here's the thing: I don't think it's anything wrong with that sometimes you, you you know you can't make people happy why even try you know and so uh that's just whatever anyways um anyways so just it's just interesting how like me personally i'm all over the place here i'm just trying to hit a number of things that i want to talk about with wwe as far as just uh um my thoughts on it but like the whole thing with LA Knight is very, it's, like I said, Mark Henry said, like, 
they like something they don't feel like they have to put the machine behind you. And my thing is this. That makes it worse when you're a big machine that can push anything you want to push. These are the same people that push Gender Mahal. And no one asks for that. I'm glad. You know what? I'll tell this to somebody one day uh, after Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship. And they were like, why him? And you can tell they were, they were really disgusted. I was like, well, I mean, he's hot. Like, the, the, the story fit, you know? And I was like, if you think about this, and Kofi's a lifer in WWE, and that's fine. But if he ever goes on, like, uh, the, 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 the old, I don't want to say old-timer circuit, but like the WrestleCade circuit where, like, you're going to a bunch of conventions and signing autographs and stuff. Think about the, the 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 amount of money that you can now charge for autographs now because you are a former WWE champion. Jinder Mahal can now do that. Would anybody want that? Nah, no one's gonna want Jinder Mahal's a fucking autograph. I I kid, I kid. Um, but people will pay for it because there's some people who like legitimately have these world championships and who want as many former world champions to sign them as possible. And you know, I'm always happy for people who can make more money and. And, and double and triple their income. That's always a that's always a dope thing, you know what I'm saying. Um, but like it's one of those situations where you see who they force themselves to push, and you see who they um, then don't push because if they go for naturally cool. But I, you know, I call I call it the Zack Ryder conundrum because it's like, dude, like if someone gets over, they've already done the work for you. Why not then take the rest? Just take, just take it the rest away. You know, I just, I don't understand that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping early night wins next week. I just, I don't think you put Logan Paul in this match just to do high spots. I think you can actually have him. Now, I, like most people, think that Seth Rollins is going to hold that, is going to, is going to lose that world championship um, at WrestleMania to Gunther next year. However, it doesn't mean he has to keep it the entire time. He could very well just lose it to Logan Paul and they ch- exchange championships. I mean, they exchange uh, reigns. That could be a thing. I just don't see them. This dude, he's too good to keep losing. And especially since you have Bad Bunny defeating Damian Priest. Like, I feel like I just... It's a tough it's a tough thing, but it's one of those things where it's just like... Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a hard situation because he's so good, but you just don't want to see another part-time champion... And now that the bloodline is in full steam with this Civil War thing, you just don't know when Roman's going to lose that chance. I think he's going to lose it at SummerSlam. And honestly, I want to see... I, 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 even if you could cash in on Roman, the fact that they've now announced that you can cash in on the Intercontinental Championship and the U.S. Championship, that makes me wonder if they're going to uh, have one of these mid-card titles be the thing you cash in on and... Yeah, Gunther has made a big deal of these championships, but I just don't give a fuck enough to. If you get here's my thing, if you could cash in on Gunther or Roman, you're cashing in on Roman, bro. You're cashing like no one. Don't tell me you're not cashing in on fucking Roman. You want why wouldn't you, as, as Jim Ross used to say, the World Heavyweight Championship means more money, means more stature, means it's bigger things. Intercontinental Championship just started feeling special again because of the current reign that Gunther is in. That's it. Don't do not give me the shit. And even then, if you think about it, the one title that really has been a more uh, over in this whole thing has been the Universal Championship, not the WWE Championship. That shit was getting traded like the neighborhood bicycle. So let's not even go there. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, um, that rants over with. But the point of this is, 
this was not a very exciting week for me with WWE. I was very uh, on it. Um, but those are just some quick notes. Uh, Shayna, uh, Shayna uh, Baszler and Ronda Rousey defeated Alba Fire and Don, uh, Don to unify the tag team championships. They said that they're going to actually then travel to NXT for this, which are they going to make these women hold four titles? How many? Like Roman Reigns is still carrying around three fucking titles. So are they really going to, instead of unifying these goddamn belts, are they going to then do this? Like this is, there's too many titles. There's too many belts here. Like, like what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Um, like it just, it's just too much. It's just crazy. They didn't, they didn't unify those titles since they did not take them off the uh, Aladon and Albafire. I kind of wish they would have like, I kind of wish they would have um, kept them on them a little bit longer and established them a little bit more instead of them being just another team to uh, um, lose to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. But there's just not enough teams on this main roster to. This is not enough teams on this main roster to like just justify that, I guess, you know. Um, but that that's it's okay. I I, I like Alba Fire as a singles anyway, if I'm being one hundred percent honest with you. I really do prefer that. Um but that's just me personally. But they did unify the women's championships. Liv Morgan did return. Remember, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez never actually lost the championships. She got hurt. Um, and she's only been out for a month or two, right? Maybe not even that long. Maybe just a month. But um, once again, I don't think they're going to win those titles back. Uh, but if you want to make those titles feel special, somehow you build up more teams. Somehow you have to. Like, Kat and Zaro, I don't think they wrestle Ronda Rousey in them yet. But actually have storylines going into these things. Like, here's where I will agree with people who say things about stories. Like, to me, Okada and Brian, there is no need for a story. That's the, that's the story. That's the, a dream match is the story, right? W- with these women, both companies are so bad at telling fucking stories. It's amazing. They're both really like the outcast storyline came out of nowhere, and I don't quite get it. It's and I I don't understand why that's kind of like a thing with, that they can't write for these women. Like when you think about it, when's the last time we've had an enjoyable women's storyline? Honestly. And I'm not, I, I, this is going to be a caveat because it involved men, but I enjoyed the Mandy Rose and Otis storyline. It, it had a bad payoff because we had no fans in the fucking building because of COVID. But like, even when you think about, it, I haven't, I can't think of another storyline before then, or after then that I've really enjoyed. That was a woman's storyline, you know. Um, but they just need some stories with, in, in these women's divisions. I get it, the Outcast storyline is happening. It's just not a good story. Um, but, um, I, I don't know, but either way, I think you can build these tag team championships up to where people will care about them. No one cares right now. I will say this Ronda Rousey has dropped. Her stock is completely fucking dropped. No one cares about her. It's unfortunate because this tag team could be a killer tag team. You know what I'm saying? Her and Shayna should be a killer. And I just, I feel like that's unfortunate, but, um, that, those are just some quick notes. Uh, Gunther versus, uh, Riddle will be uh, Intercontinental Championship. That will be a fun match. Those two have history uh, in Evolve. Um, th- those two have history um, all over. So that should be a fun match. Going through a course will retain. But um, I- I'm looking forward to that. But I do want to talk about this before we go. Uh, from part one. Like I said, I just want to focus on whatever it is we're going to see on Sunday night. The roster. The official first roster of this video game 
is out. And all of the names that were on it that you thought we were going to see, they're not. We know who the DLC is. The early DLC is FTR, The Bunny, Keith Lee, Denhausen, and Hook, and Matt Hardy. So that's your DLC. Let's get that out the way. Here is the first official roster. Abaddon, Adam Cole, Adam Page, Andrade El Idolo, Anna Jay, Aubrey Edwards, Brian Cage, Britt Baker, Mr. Brody Lee, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, Christian Cage, Chuck Taylor, C.M. Punk, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, Eddie Kingston, Akira Shida, Jay Cargill, Jeff Hardy, John Silver, John Moxley, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Chris Statlander, Lance Archer, Luchasaurus, Malachi Black, Matt Jackson, Miro, MJF, Nick Jackson, Nyla Rose, Orange Cassidy, Owen Hart, Paul White, Pinta El Zero M, Powerhouse Ed Hobbs, Ray Phoenix, Ricky Starks, Riho, Ruby Soho, Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky, Sting, Ty Mello, Thunder Rosa, Trent Beretta, Wardlow, and Yuka Sazaki. My only knock is one, no, my, my, my knocks, excuse me. Why no swerve? Why? We have Keith Lee, why no swerve? Also, I understand that Aubrey Edwards had a huge part to do with the, the, the inception of this game. Like her, without her and Kenny Omega's um, influence, we probably would not have a game right now. However, and once again, I do believe Aubrey Edwards has a video game background I mean, as a programmer or something like that. Um, but even with that being said, she could be, she could have been DLC or she could have been not even DLC. She could have been something that, something that you just unlock after you have like a special referee match or some shit like that. Right. You could, she could have been something else instead of taking up a roster spot in the first game. Now it could have been just a props to her because once again, she is a big part of the product. I get it. And she's, and she's very much like Earl Hebner. She's very polarizing because she's very much either. You like her or you don't like her. I know that's how people were with uh, Earl Hebner. She just took up a spot, though. We should have Swerve in this thing. We should have... Who Who, uh, who else am I... I, again, I understand that a lot of these concepts were already made way before. But why don't Ethan Page? You know? Um, he's been with AEW for a while now. You know? Um, there's, there's, so, there's so many... Uh, there's so many people you could have put in there that have been with AEW. Like, listen, that there's no acclaimed in this game right now. No acclaimed. That is a homegrown team, by the way. Now, I am saying this. I do think this game will be successful. I do. And I do think, and they've already said, hey, if this game is successful or when this game is successful, it's going to be not a yearly game. They're just going to constantly add to it. Here's my thing. I, I can see, and this will be something cool, I can see them doing like, let's say next year around Forbidden Door time, right? Because we're going to get another Forbidden Door. I can see them having permission and granting, being granted the right to have New Japan wrestlers in the video game, add to the video game. Like Okada in the game. I can see that. That would be fucking amazing to add to this game, add to it yearly. Because we know what it is. It's not going to be updated graphics every year. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's an arcade game. It's meant to be unrealistic. It's meant to be as no... If you, didn't, if you don't know, if you're too young to understand how important... WCW versus NWO World Tour was uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge, No Mercy, um, WrestleMania 2000. Those games were groundbreaking. Like 
Ukes started with WCW versus NWO World Tour, and it was very bare bones minimum. And I remember play, I played that game. I love my. Let me tell you something. If I could get N64 that worked all the fucking time, I would never leave the fucking house. I would have potato chips on uh, <laughs> debris on my chest. It would be fucking amazing. I loved my Nintendo 64. I loved it with a fucking passion. And um, it's one of those. Things, I remember playing that World Tour. I didn't own an N64 at the time. I didn't own any system. We weren't. We weren't really. Uh, we didn't have. We didn't have the money for that. So I remember when I went over a friend's house, and I remember had when you over over people's houses because you don't have your own shit. Like it mean it it matters because I remember one night it was like just like early too, it was like ten o'clock at night, and we had only played it for like maybe an hour. So like, well we could play it all day tomorrow or play it now. And I was like well it's just ten. Like, well I'm going to bed. So so I had to uh, so you go to bed. Mind you wear a fucking sleepover. I had to go to bed at ten. Fucking pussy, and. <laughs> And we ended up playing it for not even all day the next day because the next day was SummerSlam 97. But, like, they came out with this game, and it was cool. I remember, we, I remember I, for the longest time, I didn't know how to do finishing moves. Finally learned how to do that, added more to the game. The game was just different. It was cool. It, it, it was, um, I don't remember the, the, the video games that WWE had at the time, but they were very slow, very robotic, very, like, very mechanical. Didn't enjoy them. But this game was different. It, it could be it could be high pace. You could block finishing. Was you could block. It was the difficulty was just perfect enough to where if you, even if if you had it on easy, yeah, it was it was kind of too easy. Put a medium and hard. It was just the right amount of difficulty to where you could still have fun playing the game. And then they came out with Revenge. And Revenge, they now at now it's now it's more of an updated roster. Now you have Macho Man in the fucking NWO. Now you have just you have more characters to deal with. You have the cruiserweights. You have the creation suite, which was super fucking awesome. Because now you can take creations from other people. And I remember this one creation this guy had was called Maya Inca Boy. I don't know what that means. It sounds racist as hell. But the character was hard as hell to beat. <laughs> and um, it was just cool. And I remember we played. I played that game. That's when I had my own N64. We played that game for forever. I had N64 and a PlayStation at the time because I was working, so I could pay for my own shit. And so, um, played that game. And then WCW lost its license, so now their video games went to trash. But without those WCW games, there was no WWE games. So all of a sudden, WWE got the license, and they first dropped WrestleMania 2000, and it was cool, but something was missing. It definitely felt like they didn't want... They feel like, hey, we have a successful um, formula here. Let's just take it and make it with WWE wrestlers, right? And so all of a sudden, that game was cool. I played that game all the time. And then No Mercy dropped. Holy shit, that was a game changer. Fucking game changer. And you had ladder matches. You, had, you insert the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, tag team moves now. They upgraded and they leveled the fuck up. Holy shit, did they level up? Change changed everything. It just it it was their magna opus. So to have that in 2023 with this AEW roster with just ridiculous bar barbed wire death matches, where they even make fun of the the, uh, the exploding that non exploding some exploding. This game looks like it's gonna be a ton of fucking fun, and so it's one of those things where. Um, if they can just update and whatever they've done, 
We're going to see in a couple days. Whatever they've done, all they do is update a little bit more and it will be perfect. And I, you'll have me for forever. And when this game is successful, it's one of those situations where the upgrades didn't have to make sense. And that's why I say I think you could actually see by next year them adding New Japan talent. Why wouldn't they? Why the fuck wouldn't they? You know, when now we don't know when this DLC is dropping. I know the day of, supposedly, you're getting Matt Hardy. I have the Elite Edition. I, I, I pre-ordered the Elite Edition. So you have Matt Hardy you're getting at eight. I believe FTR you're getting that day as well. I don't know when you're getting Hookhausen and um, uh, the Bunny and Keith Lee. I don't know when all that's happening. But um, anyways, I'm super excited for this game. I, I, that's just my one caveat is that one roster spot that I feel like you did. we didn't need to have her as a roster spot taken from someone else because it's been... Some, something that you win. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's just me. So anyways, that's part one. This will drop, uh, when you hear this, it's going to be Sunday. And then Monday, later in the day, is when I'm going to drop part two, and that will be the Forbidden Door part. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the show. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to enjoy the Brian Okada, first time ever, and Omega and Osprey in this will be fun. So I'm so chemical. This is part one. Talk to you guys part two. Talk to you guys on Wednesday when we review episode one of Secret Invasion.